Welcome to the Healthy You podcast, where we'll be chatting to a different guest each episode to find out what being healthy means to them. My name is Danny. I'm a Senior Active Lifestyles Officer at Cambridge City Council, one of the Healthy You delivery partners, and I'll be your host for today's episode. And it's a real pleasure to welcome our guest to the podcast today, Mary Twitchett. Mary is somewhat of a local legend on the running circuit in Cambridge. In 2018, Mary raced in the Los Angeles Marathon and won her age group category by a whopping 11 minutes. Just six weeks later, she found a lump in her chest and was quickly diagnosed with aggressive stage three breast cancer. It's a pleasure to welcome Mary on the podcast today to share her experience over the last three years and hear how exercise has continued to play a vital role in her life since her initial diagnosis. Well, hi Mary, thanks for for joining me today. Hi Jenny, it's (laughs) nice to meet you. (laughs) Hello, it's really nice nice to meet you and um, really, really grateful to, and really excited to hear your, your story, which is which is ongoing, um, as everyone's is, I, I imagine. But um, do you want to, I, I'm hesitant to introduce you as anything, because there seems to be so many different um, a- attachments to your name, uh, like like nurse and coach and athlete and all of these things. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, if that's all right. Okay, so I'm Mary. Um, I've lived in Cambridge since 1968. So I would say that I'm pretty much a Cambridge resident and hence, you know, lots of people know me. So that's really brilliant. Um, I went to school at the Manor and then Long Road and then I went off and did my nursing. Um, when I was a junior, I raced with CNC and, you know, with Bill Spratt and that was a really special time. And CNC at the moment is going from strength to strength. So that's really special. And that's Cambridge and Coleridge. That's our local athletics club. Um, and they're all empowering. You know, they have a wheelchair um, team that Rich um, sort of coaches and the coaches are wonderful. Um, I haven't been able to do that much. I am a UK athletics coach um, and, you know, I had started to do things, but unfortunately my journey changed um, with my cancer diagnosis. Um, and I think the message I would say is that cancer doesn't define you and behind every patient, every cancer person, there is a huge story. And mine is really one of health and one of exercise. And I just love being active. And as you say, I nurse and therefore part of my thing about nursing is empowering people. It's about, I work in a local GP practice and at the Arbury. I've been there for about 12 years. I worked at Addenbrooke's. Um, I've done intensive care, all those sorts of things in nursing. At one stage, I went down um, and I trained with um, Steve Overt when he was actually doing world records with um, Seb Coe and Brighton and Hose Athletics Club because I just had a love of running. And at that time, um, I was actually, um, I succeeded and I became an international marathon runner. Um, I've got a PB marathon of 242. And you're going back to the early 90s. So I am quite old. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we trained really, really hard then. And we didn't have any sports drinks. We didn't have a lot of the technology. You know, I guess the most we knew was if we were working really, really hard, we were working really, really hard. And you worked really, really hard to get fit. Um, It was before charity races. And it was before it was running for all. There were competitive runners. And I guess people did more sport at school. So people were genuinely more active. 
and I was really lucky. My school teacher, Miss Greenwood, um, at the manor, we played all sports. So, you know, we had sport at school and I think that's where Get Moving starts. You know, it's instilled into you and activity becomes part of your life. Um, and so have, you, I, have you always been active? It's always been a big part of your life throughout your, from when you were really young, I guess. Yeah, I've always had dogs. My family, you know, on Sundays, we always used to walk. We used to go over to Newmarket Dyke and run up and down the dyke with the dogs. So we were, and I, I was born on a farm in Ireland. So, you know, outside life was always really, really important. Um, I lived in London for a number of years when I was doing my nursing. I was at Thomas's in the Royal Free. Um, and at Thomas's, I got scared running around the streets, you know, a little girl from Cambridge. So I actually gave up running. Did and you? amazing, it was the Cambridge Half Marathon that got me back because some of my friends were rowing. And they said they were doing the half marathon. And I said, I used to run and they laughed at me. And I'm always up for a challenge. <laughs> so I decided to train. I started by running. You know, we start by small steps and that's how we get moving. And I started at Jesus Green Lock and I went from Jesus Green Lock to the towpath. And then I advanced from the towpath to another bridge. And then I went up to Bates Bike Lock. And I think on that journey, I made it to Clay High's Lock. And mm -hmm. then I was and ran back and then I was fit to do the Cambridge half marathon and that was the Sinclair half marathon um and you know I was able to um run successfully there when Joy Smith ran it um and I've actually won the Cambridge half marathon a few times I've also run won the Cambridge boundary run overall beating the men so that was a huge achievement but that was back mm -hmm. in the day and you know life goes on and I had various running injuries um, I had bones that grew into Achilles tendons and things like that. So I had lots of challenges and that's when I went into my coaching and I'd had wonderful coaches. So that's what really inspired me to help others to run. We started, I put a post on my Facebook, the Greens Running Club um, back in the year dot. And many of those people are now running and they've run successfully, you know, marathons and things like that. Um, coach, I love coaching. Um, and through one of and I began coaching my friend was coaching with Cambridge University women's boat race and um, the ladies boat club and I began coaching then and it was obvious that you know the athletes then would be become Olympians you know Sarah Winkless and people like that and Annie Vernon who went on to run to win Olympic silver medals you know and it was my pleasure to be coaching them and as a nurse, we tend to train and we tend to get a, a good grounding before we go out. So I did all my coaching courses. Um, and that's when I became, you know, I, I do strength and conditioning. I do weight training. And then your journey of, involves as to what you do from there. So, yeah, it is a mixture. <laughs> so it's rowing, running. And then when I got back to running, I, I won a, a world gold medal at rowing, but it's not all about the medals. It's about doing things. I pushed myself and that was brilliant. So once I'd won that, I just thought, no, I'm going to get back to running because being a runner, that was my love. And it was difficult. So that's when I took up the bike. <laughs> um, I even dabbled in triathlon. I've done a half Ironman and it was always a pleasure to get out of the water <laughs> because then it would be good. And you know, that's a lot of runners food. find that in triathlon. As soon as they're out, it's it's often the swim, isn't it? That's the hardest part for for runners. And then they're they're in their safety net. They're at their home on the run. They're on the home straight, and they're just in their happy place. So they get to that point. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why, you know, Get Moving Cambridge is brilliant because you support so many initiatives that will just help people to do that first step. You know, you've got the running free resource and that starts with a walking programme, you know, and it's not too late for anybody to get out there walking. And, you know, this month we're doing um, two miles a day in September for cancer research. And I guess that brings me on to the next stage of my life. Um, I'd actually run a really good um, marathon in Los Angeles. Um, it was, you know, I was top of the UK ranking list. And my dream was to actually do the world record of sub three before um, in my 60s. Um, however, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I guess I can't say in a broadcast, but, you know, it hits the fan. <laughs> And three weeks, no, three months, no, about a month, no, six weeks after that marathon, I was diagnosed as breast cancer. Um, well, shock, horror, you know, what's going on? Um, and it's so frightening, it's so scary. And what do you do? It's out there, it's one in eight people. And, you know, Addenbrooke's were fantastic. And I got through chemotherapy. And again, I post on my Instagram, my lump was self-felt. So get out there, you know, if you move something or put your hand on your breast and feel for your lumps. <laughs> you know, you will have lumps, but if they change, you know, then you need to seek advice because early diagnosis is brilliant. I had early diagnosis. Again, I would say I was lucky. I didn't think so at the time. And the chemotherapy three years ago really was not fun. Um, but, you know, day by day, the sun rises and you get up and you move and you have to move. And to me, that was my sanity to get out there and move. I really didn't know very much. Um, but, but I knew but I knew that I wanted to get out of it. So to me, I needed to be the person I was. And I can vividly remember that at one stage I going over the Green Dragon Bridge and I was quite out of breath from the side effects of chemo. I really didn't have any energy. I felt quite dizzy, but I had Wigo with me and <laughs> he needed to walk. So onwards I walked and I actually got to Fenditton. And Fenditton now, um, by doing my two miles a day, it's only about a mile away. And I had to sit there and I really didn't know if I could actually walk home. Um, you know, you're feeling sick, you're feeling this, you're feeling that. I did have water with me and I was able to walk home. And that was a huge success because I knew that I would come out of this. Um, and by moving and doing those things, it just made me mentally stronger. And being an athlete and having competed in many races, I was able to use my skills as an athlete to get me through the treatment. Um, and it went, went good and I got through the treatment um, and I started to be back competitive. And again, oh my goodness, I bounced into my three-year checkup. And, you know, I guess it is a warning signal for other people, attend your checkups. And could you believe it? There was another lump. I couldn't feel it, but luckily the investigation found it. And again, it's been found early. Now I would never wish anybody to go through cancer on one journey, let alone have to go through it again. But, you know, in those three years, the drugs have changed so much and cancer research and breast cancer now, all those charities have advanced the drugs so that the ordinary person can keep moving. 
and can have a future. And this time round, it's me after 12 weeks of chemotherapy. And to say in many ways, you know, it was so much more positive. The steroids they give you has changed and I would get a weekly dose every Monday. You have to have steroids to help you, um, to help you um, get over the side effects. So the inflammation in your body, and they actually use dexamethasone, which is a similar steroid for the COVID patients because it is such a wonderful drug. And for me, it actually made me feel great. <laughs> and that was just so special. I didn't have the horrendous side effects of last time, you know, medicine has advanced. And I decided, right, okay, I'm going to do something. So I was able to go to the gym and keep active. And although there is a lot of, um, I've, I've actually completed the cancer rehabilitation course. And that's what I was going to start this year doing personal training with people on a cancer journey as a volunteer, because I don't want to be paid. I want to give something back and I want to give opportunities to other people to help people on a cancer journey, keep moving. So, but to me, um, you know, I knew that being active was good, but I didn't really know about weight training. And I just thought, well, on some days, if I'm not able to walk, you know, and do things like that, I'd be able to sit on a machine and push some weights. And I have done weight training throughout the 12 weeks. And I think that's really, really helped. Is the uh, weight training, is that a relatively new thing for you training wise? Have you done that in the past? No, I, I always do cross training and I always do strength work. Um, I use, you know, um, one of the things, I mean, in a magazine this month, Joe Pavey says, you know, about the marathon and people who are marathon running, um, her exact quote was um, pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone and battling through any discomfort can be hard. And that's a marathon, but it's also a cancer journey. And, you know, tough times make you appreciate the good times. So if we move, we go out and I go out early morning and I see the sunrise and lots of people are in bed and don't even bother to get up. They don't move, they don't see the sunrise, they don't help their body to be a better you. Um, you know, and mentally and physically, you know, we see the flowers, we see the seasons, you know, it's gone from crops now to plow. And as we walk or as we run, our minds can go into a happy place. I wonder what crop they'll grow there. You know, all sorts of things like that. And we leave our baggage behind us. Now, if your baggage is ca cancer, it is a huge baggage. And some people will travel with cancer. I don't believe in fighting cancer. I believe in moving with it. Because if I fight, if I battle, then there's a winner and a loser. If I move with it, then I go forward. And, and it's Thursday. So on Thursday, you can look back or you can look forward. So my drugs, my treatment and my movement and the strength work I've done has helped me to move forward. And, you know, I have my operation on Saturday and obviously I'm not looking forward to it, but it's going to get me out of here. And, you know, what mile is it in the marathon? I don't know. I guess it's about mile 18 because I still have radiotherapy to go through. Um, but I have a target. And if you have a race, you have a target and you have a finish line. Um, and after the finish line, you have a recovery period. So the many skills of being an athlete are really that of a cancer journey. You know, it's those little goal settings. And, you know, I was reading an article on Kip Koji, 
you know, the world's best marathon runner who broke two hours. Now, why should we move? You know, because, and his motto is no human is limited. So whether you're an ill, whether you have a, a chronic illness or whether it is cancer or a different illness or even long COVID, you know, you're not limited. Everything that you do will actually help. And, you know, he talks about humility and humility is doing the little things well. And in my blog, in my, um, my talk I do every morning in my group, I sort of say, I'm doing the same old things. And to me, the same old things is getting up and moving or getting routine. up and doing. Yeah, it's a routine, you know, and that's really, really important. And you build a foundation, you know, the power of support. You have your friends there to support you. If you want to get moving, then the support's out there, you know, get moving Cambridge. And I really don't think you're advertised enough in the GPs and places like that with your wonderful free resources. You know, um, he talks about the mindset and being calm. And I gather that you've got, um, you've actually on your website, you've actually got um, free, free, um, free things for yoga and for breathing. And so some days when you're not well enough, you can use your breath. And on my Instagram, if anybody wants to follow me, I do little 15 minute Instagram yoga sessions, but it's not complicated, they're stretches. And I encourage you to breathe well, because if we breathe well, our breathing will help us to relax and that helps us to digest and that helps our body to think about health. If we live in the stress worry zone and you know we're just worrying, worried and busy, then our body can't repair and we need to repair and we need to repair by moving, by breathing and doing things that we enjoy. And that's you know, relevant for any anybody, you know, whether you have a diagnosed illness or not, isn't it? You know, your cells, your body is constantly repairing and we need time and space and breath and sleep and everything to support that throughout the whole yeah. time. Yeah. You know, and if we fail and if you go out there and you actually fail, you know, use that as the roots of your tree because it's the foundation to just fertilize and to do something positive so that, that tree can then be nurtured you know eating the healthy diet if we if we give water to the tree the tree will grow and then you can reach out and then you can expand and then you can flourish so you know that's something that's really important um you know goal setting it's just little things little steps they build up you know all the time getting moving it is getting out it's getting having the courage to get off your chair and go out the door that's as simple as it can be to get moving yeah you've you've used movement so powerfully throughout your cancer journey and and previously as well but it was there times days that you couldn't face getting up and getting moving at all I think it's on on certain days it would be challenge especially the first time round um but to me, it's just the most important thing. It's the thing that I can control. Um, my friends laugh at me because they say, will I go out and have a coffee? And I say, well, actually, can we go for a walk or can we have a bike ride? And they sort of look, oh, no. You know, and people sort of think, oh, I'm not going to phone Mary. She's going to want me to do something. But it's non-negotiable for you. It's always Absolutely. it's part of your life, like, get, like getting up, brushing your teeth and everything else that you do is routine. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's the little habits, you know, I have an exercise regime I do before I put my shoes on because of my foot problems, because of my hip and, old, you know, I'm old. So you have a cronky old back or you have hamstrings that don't stretch. So you do a little bit of mobility before you put your shoes on. And if my shoes are by the stairs, I then use my stairs to do my exercises, which I've shared with other people and they've helped other people. It takes less than three minutes. I then put my shoes on and then I walk out the door. It's not complicated. It's the simple things that make a difference. And that's your foundation. Same old. I'm curious when you uh, like were seeing patients as a nurse um, and you would have seen a, a myriad of different um, illnesses and conditions. How much did you talk to people about physical activity and moving? Because you Huge. are a, an amazing role model. Hugely. And it's amazing how you can empower people, um, you know, and lots of, lots of people come in with a complaint and actually the complaint isn't what they perceive it to be. Um, they can be in a bad place. And one of the things I often ask them is, you know, what colours the sky today? And lots of people don't even notice that. Mm. And one of the challenges I sometimes give is, you know, come back and see me next week. Um, or now it's come back and chat to me next week, maybe, you know, and tell me something that you've done. And little things, little goal setting, you know, it can make a huge difference. And, you know, we do have rehabilitation programs. I work with um, lots of smokers who have chronic obstructive airways disease, you know, and for them to keep their muscles strong is just so important, you know, and to go out walking will actually help their health as well. No one is, um, I guess what I'm trying to say, a, a little movement can help anyone, can't it? Absolutely. And, you know, sit to stands. You know, I help one of my friend's mothers. I do a Zoom call and I've got her doing sit to stands. And she said, Mary, I did 10. Or, oh, I've, I, I, I get to my part of the exercise program. I say, OK, you know, we're going to do your favourite now, your squats, your little, little squats. But I've already done them today. <laughs> you know and that that's huge and this lady's in her 70s you know so we can do it and it doesn't matter what age you are age isn't limiting and you know it's to give the children just the joy of being out there and not sitting at home all the time so that we actually sow that seed of enjoyment absolutely let's um let's talk about parkrun because uh, you're a bit of a local legend at Parkrun. Everybody knows <laughs> who you are <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um you've been we'll involved in the, the walking at the back it's <laughs> more to do but that's the mo I think the most important role at Parkrun what why first of all before we talk about 5k your way why do you think Parkrun is so special what makes it what it is because it's just a community you can choose you can just join everybody's out there um you know we all everybody finishes the 5k or everybody you know or people volunteer and the volunteers are amazing the people who've actually set up the park runs and turn up every week and sort out the volunteers so I always pay back at least once a month to volunteer because that's really really important um my dog isn't allowed to be in park run unless he's on a lead so I tend to do the setup because then he can run around the common and you know be free beforehand so I do the setup but that's the reason why I don't I have been a marshal before Wimpole I've been a marshal at Cambridge at Milton Park Run but I mainly go to Coldham's Common because they support us with your 5k your way so tell us about 5k your way 5k your way is an initiative um that was set up by Lucy and Gemma 
um, um, Gemma actually went on a cancer um, journey and she obviously discovered but knew that exercise was very very good and it helped her you know she's a lady in her 20s so it was huge for her to come out the other side um, Lucy Gossage I mean legend in every sense of the word was a triathlete in Cambridge she was my friend um, when we were here in the tri club when she um, dislocated her shoulder I helped her back um, before she actually went over to, to do her last Kona triathlon um, she's um, and you know we got her training in the hot walk bike at Ethos so that she'd acclimatized to go to Hawaii she went there and came ninth overall which was brilliant um, and she's an oncologist and so exercise to her is really important and so they joined up as this team and 5k your way is now a national actually international initiative to help people on cancer journeys to be active to meet up once a month um, and in Cambridge we meet at Coldham's Common um, on the last Saturday of every month um, and it's just a group of anybody and everybody who and you know we have supporters not everybody who wears our shirt is actually on a cancer journey I have my faithfuls that turn up who are just so brilliant um, and the Nuffield gym supports us because we can have a coffee afterwards and um, we haven't been able to do that in lockdown but on September the 25th they are allowing us to go back for a coffee um, so if anybody wants to contact me I will need to know numbers so that we can be COVID safe um, and we're there to chat. Um, it's quite hard to get the message out about 5K your way and exercise, but you know, 200 or 300 people do park run, families, you know, everybody of every shape and size can turn up. There's no pressure. Um, Hillary and I walk at the back, so it takes us about an hour and we chat. People see us, we wear our blue shirts, and you know, we've had amazing um, contacts. You know, a strange man came up to two ladies and told us his whole testicular story of testicular cancer and actually how he was too scared to go to the doctors, you know, and how he then went through treatment. And he's now he's now back, you know, walking. And then the next time he was running, so jogging around. We had another gentleman who tapped us on the shoulder and said, well done, ladies. He said, I may be joining you in a week's time. I'm waiting for results. So by seeing us out there, I hope that we're giving people who do get the diagnosis of cancer so much hope that they can actually know that we are normal people, <laughs> you know, and we shouldn't have a stigma attached to us. And for me personally, um, when I came through my first cancer journey, it was just so great to be accepted into the healthy world. You know, I was... I'd been in hospitals, I'd had appointments, I'd had this, you know, questions, was my life ever going to be normal again? And I turned up on a Saturday, people smiled, chatted to me, and, you know, it was fantastic. And at the end of the day, I handed my barcode in like everybody else. And I didn't need to tell anybody about my journey, but I was back. And that was so, so important. I think that's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's so, it's so powerful just to be the, the community support that you get from Parkrun generally, but then to have, to have people come up to you who are, are obviously aware of what you're doing, but just aware that you're there. 
they, if they if they ever do need you or if someone they love needs you that they're they're there you're there to support them is fantastic so if anyone wanted to find out more about 5k your way where's the best place for them to go um the website is 5kyourway.org mm-hmm. um and you know there is the coldham's common 5k your way and i post on that or people can message me individually on facebook or instagram and i'm just playing at mary twitchit so but if you're enjoying this interview don't forget to donate on my just giving page for cancer research two miles a day and so lot- tell us about this your september this is september challenge isn't it yeah so two miles a day at the moment even though i've done my 12 weeks of chemo isn't really a challenge for me because i have kept myself really fit and i've been running about 10k a day but on Saturday, um, I'm having another operation. So I've already had a mastectomy, but I have to have clearance of the lymph glands underneath my arm. And I saw this for cancer research. And as one of my Instagram posts said, as I when I, when you're high on the dexamethasone, it's really easy to post. <laughs> and, and I looked at one bag of my drugs and I just thought, you know, hang on, I've got two bags this time round. So that, you know, it gives me a better chance so I don't go down this journey a third time, or even if, you know, at the moment it's isolated, you never know with cancer if it's going to be isolated. But even then, the drugs now give me more of a chance for all the cells to be treated. Um, and it's cancer research. You know, I have done um, funding for the MOVE charity, but I think it's the big guys, the drugs that will really help kill those cells. Um, and I wanted to fundraise so we my friends have got together and we've got team Mary and we're asking people to do well these people who've joined are doing two miles a day some people are walking some people are doing different things but it's something every day so this is a foundation of moving of doing something um, and we're raising money for cancer research and on Saturday you know when I have this operation Um, I have to be in hospital at seven o'clock and that's a bit scary because I have to be up like half past five to do my two miles and I'll most probably run with Wigo for 5k on Saturday Um, but on Sunday uh, well Saturday I'll wake up (laughs) hopefully but on Sunday it'll be my first day of recovery and I'll have quite a lot of swelling Um, I'm not allowed to walk I, I mean I'm not allowed to run I'm not allowed to do any high impact and my arm has to be sort of I can move it but not very much so walking will be a big task Mm -hmm. and that's why it will be a challenge to me um and I will be up at half past five so anybody can join me I must probably go live on Instagram (laughs) you know because we will do this two miles and you know we will move because movement will help me on my cancer journey and it will help raise the funds um, really proud. We've got over two thousand pounds, and we are ra- hoping to raise five thousand um, because hopefully we can. And you know, if I recover okay, but even if I can't, my voice will still work. Um, I'm thinking of doing a boot camp, maybe on National Fitness Day on the twenty second of September, I think. Um, so I may not be able to use my arm, but I can still move. <laughs> can make other people move at least. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I haven't advertised it as yet, because I don't know how I'll be and I have to be realistic and I have to be careful um, and I have to do the rehab properly because I really want to get back into my boat and I want to be able to row again. You know, there is a possibility that that arm won't work very well. 
that it will be swollen, you know, but again, it's the foundations, it's the rehab, um, and it'll be just doing the exercises, little exercises daily, and getting my arms so that it works well, you know, and getting on with life because moving, moving is movement is medicine, is my simple motto, and you know, and believing is achieving. So that's what they're the two sayings I'd like to sort of leave everybody with. You know, drug companies don't make money out of movement. And I think that's why it isn't that huge message out there for cancer patients or for anybody, you know, for your diabetic patients. Let's move. Let's just do it. Let's look at your moving, your, your website, Get Moving Cambridge, you know, and let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Mary, you are overwhelmingly positive and I would 100% recommend that anybody follows you on Instagram if they if they are ever sitting there feeling a little bit lethargic or trying to procrastinate going out for a walk that they look at your page and go right I'm off. How do you stay so positive? What's the secret? I have a dog that has to sniff. <laughs> and as people know he has to poo. <laughs> and I have to be able to bend down and pick up his poo. No, it's life. You know, I have been miserable, but I don't stay down there because I want to get out, you know, and I have a wonderful um, support network and they help me. They've seen me break down. You know, I am vulnerable. I am human. Um, but, you know, it's just so important to be out there. That's all I can say. And, you know, I don't mind people contacting me about breast cancer. Um, I'm not a specialist. I have my own way of doing things. Um, Macmillan nurses, and we're really fortunate. We've got Maggie's in Cambridge as well. So they can help you to move and they can help you to chat and they can help family members as well. So, but, you know, my eyes were watering and I just thought, oh, well, it's because I've, I've kept my hair because I was lucky I could use a nice cap, but my eyes were watering. I just thought, oh, it's because I've lost my eyelashes. And I really, really didn't know that chemo can sometimes make your eyes swell. Um, and that's why my eyes were watering. You know, I'm a nurse. <laughs> I don't know everything, <laughs> you know, but there may be somebody out there who does know. We've got um, a support network in Cambridge. Um, we've got a group that Sheila started called Bosom Buddies. And we can fling questions in there, however stupid they are. And somebody may have done, know something or have a solution to help. And that's with exercise. You know, if people want to start exercises, you know, you've got your experts, but I'm here. And, you know, if people want to come for a walk with me, Hillary and I are, are walking um, once a week from the Green Dragons. So we'll be putting that up. We walk our two miles. I might be a bit slow next week. <laughs> so, you know, you may have to wait for me, but I'll be out there. And, you know, if I'm there, usually we goes there as well. <laughs> I, I think... Um in a lot of what you said reaching out seems the key whether it's for support in getting moving or or with a, a new diagnosis or support ongoing that's the key and, and when you found that lump initially you as a nurse you knew but you still had to take the courage to reach out and I guess you went to your GP and you got it checked yeah yeah and you know any lump we're lucky I mean I think most areas it's a two-week fast track so you go to the breast clinic and from there it just go you are so overwhelmed um one way I talk about it is the black and white of medicine 
because they give you sheets and sheets and sheets of paper about the drugs, about the treatment, and you are so scared and everything, everybody has to warn everybody about everything because that's part of insurance, it's part of indemnity, it's part of the pathway. And, you know, I was talking to a new a lady with a new diagnosis last week, in fact, and I said, hang on, but you're a person. And that to her was enlightening. <laughs> I said, you know, you have your needs and one of your things you can do, you know, you're in control of walking, you're in control of what you eat, you know, you have a healthy um, link on your website as well. And food, food, I, I'm not vegetarian, you know, I haven't gone carbohydrate free, all those really extreme things of cancer um, treatments that are out there. I don't know the evidence behind them. I eat a mixed diet. I've increased my vegetables. I juice. I've increased. Um, I've increased my fruit. I've increased my um, kefir and things like that. All those sorts of drinks. Um, I was very careful to eat quite a lot of protein because my muscles would be breaking down from the chemo drugs. So therefore, I need to keep strong. So I ate adequate amounts of protein. Um, and, you know, you have supplements as well. I do, it, you need to be careful with your supplements. But in life, you know, we just need to have a, a rainbow diet. Make it simple. Rainbow diet and lots and lots of fluids. And my green sludge became famous <laughs> because I would drink loads of that on the day before chemo, the day of chemo and the day after chemo. All those vitamins just to help the good cells say, okay, it's okay, they're part of you. Your good cells will grow as well as much as the bad cells hopefully are destroyed. Ah, thank you, Mary. I'm sure um, anybody can take something away from, from listening to this, hopefully. And I wish you all the very best on Saturday and beyond for the two mile, two mile a day challenge and what you're gonna do next, because I'm sure it'll be absolutely brilliant and I can't wait to see. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And of course, tell your friends. Healthy You is a free service to support Cambridgeshire and Peterborough residents to improve their health and well-being. The service is funded by Cambridgeshire County Council and Peterborough City Council and is 100% free. To find out more about how the service can support you, visit healthyyou.org.uk.